0: Hi, beloved one. Welcome. I am Drazmin, and this is the podcast, the human experience podcast. Today is March 2nd, 2022. And before I dive into today's word, I want to touch up on and pick up a little bit where we left off yesterday, on observing how the words that I share throughout this series show up in your life, whether that is through that word in itself or a variation of that word that carries the same energy. And then shifting the patterns. Now shifting the patterns is action, it is work and sometimes not very easy. So we start with observation, and this is what the practice of meditation is. Meditation is the practice of observation, observing the mind, observing what is coming up in the body, in the heart, in the environment. And then that is the awakening of awareness. Observation and awareness are closely synonymous, not quite the same because observing is an action, it's an action of sitting still and choosing to witness. Whereas awareness is an innate state of being where we are always aware of what is happening, we might just not be as aware (laughs) of our awareness. And so observation creates room for awareness, which is the natural and innate state of being and awareness is truly that first step. Once we become aware, once the observations lead to that awareness of a word that is being used, being misused, um, being repeated in a way that is unhelpful to the healing and empowerment of self and thus the collective whole, then comes the work. And there's many ways that this is broken down. You know, we start with awareness. All right, now we're acknowledging, okay, this is what's going on. This is what's coming up. This is the pattern. This is the word. This is the habit. And then we go into accepting or not accepting, right? Okay. I accept that this is why, or this is who, or this is what, or no, I don't want this word. Right? And that leads into the process of alchemy. And alchemy includes forgiveness, self love, um, different practices. Alchemy is really a practice of the physical and the energy becoming one. And I'll dive more into that at another time. Keeping it brief, though, from that comes anchoring. Now you start to anchor new change. You know, you are. In awareness and in that awareness you choose to continue forward doing the same thing or not or modifying certain behaviors, actions, um, experiences that you choose to participate in. The second thing I want to say before I dive into today's word is just a shout out to spiders. Yesterday I Mentioned that a spider will have babies and more babies and create an infestation. And by golly, I love spiders. It took me a very long time, yet they are one of my primary teachers and guides and have shown me uh, the way the webs are created from our words. So spiders are lovely until they become an infestation in a place where we don't want an infestation and we can learn to coexist with the spiders and any other animals within reason, like us humans, also animals, everything in balance. So now we're going to dive into today's word and this word is, um, was, continuing to transcend, the most damaging in my personal opinion to my personal self-esteem. and. This was another word that was a favorite of my father's and it created a distortion within me and it is taken me a long time to even be comfortable with admitting um, this deep wound, let alone discerning how to Empower it and shift that vibration. And the word is beggar. Now, I grew up a little backstory here in India. I spent a majority of my childhood growing up there, and we were always surrounded by poverty. And beggars, if any of you listening have ever been to the East or poor countries in South America, beggars are beings who beg for alms at the sides of the street. Um, You could equate them to the homeless, some of the homeless here in the United States who are holding up signs, asking for alms. A beggar is a being who lives off the means of another. Whether it is by choice or not is a different story, yet a beggar is someone who ultimately is not willing or able to work for self and has to rely on the mercy of others. And. this word used repeatedly as a child when I did not work hard enough for, say, my excellent grades or having my scriptures memorized correctly or doing my daily prayers twice a day or um, just saying yes and not asking for things, you know, anything that did not please him. Or anytime I asked for anything, um, even kindness or patience, g- goodness sake, then that word was screamed at me. And it created this reality for me that I always would have to work for whatever it is I w- wanted. It created a monster of the natural survivor instinct that we all have. Ultimately, we all want to live Um, and yet we do not operate from a place of survival all the time. If we did, we'd just be wild animals running around the streets, tearing each other's faces off, you know, and yet to a point we're always looking to live, right? Looking to find a way to get through the next day, you know, to expand our home, to expand our families, to expand our business, to expand our wealth. And so I worked very hard. I worked for my grades. I moved to the U.S. when I was 15. Story also for another day, because that is quite an adventure in itself. And I've always worked very hard. And from a young age, I felt this calling to be a surgeon. And I found this medical textbook when I was quite young, around the age of seven or so and it was a rural village doctor's manual, and I just devoured it, not physically. Um, I read it through and through several times, and looking back, I have no idea where the book disappeared to or when. I do know that reading that book ultimately saved my life and the lives of many beings I knew. Yeah, that is not the story I wish to share. The story I wish to share is I prepared my most of my life to become a doctor. I studied medicine and science and read books and when I got to college I decided to explore for a few years and look at different subjects of study simply to just look at what else was out there. and. Uh, also assuming that I would always have time to go and finish and become the surgeon I wished to become. Several years passed and I took a variety of eclectic courses for which I am quite grateful for. And then I started getting serious. And around this time, I was also working in the medical field, getting my foot in the door, so to speak, and gaining the on-hands experience no pun intended working directly with doctors and patients and staff and then my hands began to shake. I was a phlebotomist at this time of my life and a phlebotomist is a being who draws the blood specimens from the veins for lab tests for the physicians. It's quite skilled at my work my hands began to shake and cramp and swell and turn purple and uh, it was quite concerning because I was having a lot of pain after seeing my patients all day and I was not holding a scalpel which is a the sharp knife that surgeons use, use among other tools. So. went to a doctor and i was informed that i was more than likely having the early onset of rheumatoid arthritis yet they wouldn't be able to know until there was more degeneration oh and i they also informed me that i should probably just start looking at alternate careers because there was no way i would be able to hold a scalpel um, by the time I graduated med school at the age of 30 if I got serious immediately and just poured in my 100%. To say I was devastated was an understatement and yet nothing compared to the past few years where. My hands have finally degenerated to the point where even holding a pen for more than an hour in this current now is absolutely excruciating. They got really bad about two years ago and I was not able to use them for the first time in my life for several weeks. I was with a partner at that time who was very loving And all of my worst fears were suddenly on the table. I didn't have the function of my hands. I couldn't work. I couldn't even feed myself. I stubbornly refused to be spoon fed and somehow made my own smoothies and soups. I mean, I was so conditioned to this, belief system that if I didn't do things for myself. I was a worthless lowlife who was demeaned and disrespected and disregarded as a being because that is what I had witnessed beggars treated as growing up and I never wanted to get to that state and that was a part of the reason. Another reason is I am female-bodied and I have experienced sexual, extensive sexual trauma in the past and yesterday's word was prostitute. So there was that fear as well. I did want to become a prostitute and then on top of that a prostitute who couldn't use their hands. So I was faced with this darkness that I am still navigating as my hands have not exactly gotten better over the years. I simply have learned how to adapt and continue to find new ways to express myself and discover what the true meaning of wealth is. Because ultimately, the word beggar has created a huge, huge entity that is scarcity, that is struggle, that is too hard. Life's too hard. It's just too hard to exist. Everything's a struggle. The struggle is real. I'm too poor. I can't afford it. That word can't. These are all variations of the word beggar that are continuing in this current now to feed this energy that is being consumed from primarily a lack of awareness of how energy works and is simultaneously fattening wealth in a distorted way you know wealth in the terms of money is held by certain beings in power And there's a gross imbalance between those who have a lot of money and those who are homeless, destitute. Homeless was something that I was for a few years, mostly by choice as I traveled. And yet that wasn't the worst fear. A therapist had asked me many years ago what my worst fear was, and I said it was being homeless. And she said, face it, and I did, and it wasn't that bad. The worst fear was not being able to use my hands. What would I do? Forget <laughs> just working, you know, what about my basic needs, you know? And so this, this word eventually pushed me to a breaking point where I overused my hands and my hands did not degenerate just because I overused them. There was torture that happened as a child upon me and physical abuse on my hands and a little bit of personal inflicted abuse in my late teens when I punched several mirrors into pieces because of the immense rage that I was working through at that time and I did work through for many years and I continued to slough off, layers of a lot of rage. Rage is one of my deep shadows and an energy that I continue to find myself working with. So this word beggar, you know, it, it carries this frequency that there is someone who is less than, you know, I'm better than you. That's also the energy of beggar. like. You're you're lower than me, you know. A beggar is a being who is lower than another being. It carries the energy of judgment. It carries the energy of um, it connects rather. I ought to say with the energy of shame, of disgust, of um, um, that. Uh, um, it's it's little difficult for me sometimes to speak on these topics because I work quietly in the quantum with them and so uh, striving to find English words can sometimes present uh, an interesting opportunity for hilarity. So ultimately this word beggar is a word that exists within a lot of movies, music, books, how Beings treat each other in daily conversation within their own homes and families, pitting siblings against each other, pitting grandparents against each other, pitting parents against each other. Oh, who do you like better? You know, these kinds of phrases of variations of this energy are perpetuating this mindset that not all beings are equal. And so we continue seeing these um, protests and rallies of Black Lives Matter and um, transgender rights and all of these which are beautiful causes, yes, yet ultimately all of these causes are presently not seeing and I choose to believe that this is primarily a lack of awareness, the root cause. And the root cause is in the mind, in the deep belief systems that have been ingrained into us so deeply for so long that, oh, wait a minute, I'm choosing to dress in these rags. I don't dress in a way that would make me feel wealthy and successful. I don't eat in a way that capitalizes the wealth of my body. I don't listen to music that expands my mind and makes my heart joyful. You know, these are all variations of wealth. Wealth is not just cash money. And so I'm going to close this with wealth. What is wealth for you? How do you define and express wealth on a day-to-day basis? Do you focus on wealth as having X amount of money in your bank or being able to afford a certain lifestyle of being? Because ultimately, the greatest wealth is love. And my experience with my hands continues to awaken me to this absolute, I have found that the purest wealth truly is love, both in the giving and the receiving, whether this giving is in the form of finances, you know, we can hire somebody or be hired by somebody to work for a certain cause for a certain experience, yet to be treated as if one is less than because of their position within a company. That is the energy of beggar. That perpetuates a mindset that I am not worthy of the success that my fellow being is having and of course it can be definitely easier to just allow it yet now that you have the awareness that it is as subtle as not speaking up when someone else gets that promotion. It's as subtle as allowing a comment that isn't funny to you, pass. Because you feel that asking for your worth makes you less than, no. I invite you to rewrite your way of viewing yourself. Look at yourself. You have the ability to listen to these words, the ears, the education, The knowledge, the awareness to comprehend what I am saying. The clothes you are wearing, the air you are breathing, the water. I hope you have drunk today. The delicious, nutritious food. Was it delicious and nutritious? Are you seeing the wealth of your body, of being in the human experience? Or are you focused on the wealth, the number of possessions you have? What is wealth to you? A wealth I have discovered is in receiving, especially when I literally cannot do something in return. And for this, I am humbled. Thank you again for joining me. Until we meet again, blessed be.